So again, good morning. I want to wish everyone here a happy Mother's Day, all the women here. Praise God for the gift of motherhood. Um, every woman here, young and old, you're, you're all called to be mothers. Maybe you're a mother through obviously have your own child biologically. Maybe you've adopted a child. Maybe you haven't had a child, but bottom line is, in the spiritual order, you're women, you are designed to be mothers. God has made you to be mothers. Um, this is the very genius of femininity, motherhood. God has stamped into every woman's body this particular beauty and genius that they bring this particular sensitivity to the person. And they bring this into all aspects of our Humanity, whether it be in the workforce, in the home, um, in the church here, um, in music, in poetry, in, in art, in so many facets of humanity, it's the particular genius of the woman, the feminine genius that really colors and brings beauty to our world. So praise God for you women here, for the gift that you are, and in so many ways of you imitating the yes and echoing in time and space the yes of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So every time a woman says yes, she's echoing the yes of Mary. And through her body, she brings into the world the gift of Jesus. You know, all the women in my life, and there's a lot of them, right? Look at you all. All the women in my life and how they bring Jesus out of me. It's important to understand that, you know, a man discovers Jesus in himself as the eternal bridegroom. Any good man is because there's a good woman. A good woman in a, good, in a man's life will bring Jesus out of him. God couldn't have became visible unless there was a woman to invite him to become visible, or, or I should say, welcome him in becoming visible, namely the Blessed Mother. So women, your, your vocation as mothers is really to bring Christ out of the man, to draw Christ out of the hearts of the men in the world. And so being strong in your feminine genius and the beauty and goodness that you are is key. And the word the Lord gave me today to really think and ponder with you a little bit on is the womb, the womb, the woman's womb. Every woman here has a womb. The womb of the woman today in our world is the place of warfare. Isn't it interesting that there's so much warfare around the womb? Think about that. Why is there so much warfare, spiritually and, and literally, around the womb? Because the womb of a woman is a witness. The womb Every woman in here's womb witnesses to the world of the divine plan of God, which is stamped into your bodies. John Paul II, in his theology of the body, he talks about the human body precisely through sexual complementarity, communicates the great mystery of God through the man and woman's body. It's precisely through the woman's body that God becomes visible. I was reading an article and <laughs> a, a quote from 
Um, this is Dr. Alice von Hildebrand. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman who um, shares so many rich, deep truths of the gift of, of just philosophy, but the human person. And she particularly is talking about women here. She said, listen, she said the incarnation, which is Christ's conception within Mary's womb, this mystery is so great that no human mind can exhaust it. Not only does it illumine the greatness of God's love for his creatures, it gives to woman, women an unheard of dignity. The incarnation, the word of God becoming flesh through the flesh of Mary gives every woman in this church a particular profound dignity. What does a woman say? This is my body given for you. This is my blood poured out for you. Think of this. How does the baby in a woman's womb continue to survive and live? The baby eats and drinks or is nourished through the body and the blood of the mother. Word is, does that resonate any Catholic ears lighting up right now? This is my body. This is my blood. We come to Mass and we eat and drink and are nourished by the body and blood of Jesus. In this church, which is Mother Church, we are right now in the womb of the church, all of us going to be fed by the body and blood of Jesus. Every baby in the womb, the mom says to that baby, this is my body given for you. This is my blood poured out for you. That baby's life is dependent upon the mother's yes and her willingness to let her body be food. The woman's body takes her own blood and makes it food for the child. Think of the breastfeeding of a child. The woman's body takes her blood and makes it milk, food. Where did Jesus learn that we must shed blood to give life? It's through the shedding of blood that life comes forth. Where did Jesus learn this? From his mother. We take bread and wine, natural things, that become the body and blood of Christ through the miracle and power of the Eucharist and the power of the Spirit. And then we are fed and nourished by the body and blood of Jesus in this womb, the church. And this is what our life on earth is about, guys. Our life on earth is about coming to full term. The baby in the womb comes to full term and is born into this natural world. In the womb of the church, this church, this womb of Mother Church, we're coming to full term. That one day when we take our final breath, the labor pains of your final breath on earth, you will be birthed into eternal life. Because you allowed the mother given to you, the church, to bring you to full term. You stayed in the womb. You stayed in the church. You were fed and nourished by the sacramental grace, namely especially the source and summit, which is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Just as that baby's nourished through that umbilical cord, we're nourished here through the sacramental life of Mother Church and, and brought to full term so we can be birthed into the kingdom.
So ladies, every man here, we should be in profound awe and reverence of the mystery of God stamped into the woman's body. The womb is a place of warfare because the womb witnesses to God's divine plan to become flesh. Every pregnant woman reminds Satan that he lost because Mary's yes brought God into the world. Every pregnant woman is a reminder to the devil that God became man. So does it surprise you that the womb is attacked today? Does it surprise us that the dragon of Revelations chapter 12 is still trying to devour the child? If you read Revelations 12, it said that when the woman was about to give birth, the dragon, the ancient serpent, came to devour the child. Satan hates babies. Satan hates women. Men, our job is to protect the sacred mystery stamped into every woman's body. Not take advantage of, but to reverence, respect, and almost, in all honesty, as a man, to bow down to the amazing mystery that every woman's body houses. Every woman's body is a catechism. Do you realize that when you look at a woman's body, her body actually is a catechism of what it means to be human? John Paul II made this reflection in his theology of the body. It comes from St. Thomas Aquinas. What is first in the order of intention is the last to be executed. Let me break it open. Bottom line, your intention was to be here at Mass, yes? You were to sit here at Mass and celebrate this Mass and be at Mass with your mom to be on this Mother's Day at this Eucharist. To get to this point, you had to get in your car. You had to first get up. You had to get dressed. You had to get ready. You had to get in your car. You had to make this turn, that turn, this turn. Your intention was to be at Mass, but you had to take steps to get there. And finally, here we are. We've arrived. First thing you intended was the last thing you accomplished. Sit your butt in the pew, be part of Mass. Right? The first thing God intended in his creative acts was the last thing God executed. What's the last creature God created? Woman. Why did God create the woman last? Because it was the first thing he was on his mind when he was creating the seven days. Save the best for last. <laughs> we wouldn't, no one, none of the men here would argue with that, right? We saved the best for last. God wanted the human race to know that the woman's body is a catechism. Every woman's body teaches her womb. The womb teaches us what it means to be human. What's it mean to be human? Receive life and love, cultivate, nourish, and love life so you can give life and love. You have to receive life and love to give life and love. You can't give what you don't have, right? So you have to receive life and love. And I'm not just talking about physical life. I'm talking about spiritual life too. You need to receive life and love to give life and love. Satan, the ancient serpent, the dragon, wants to interfere with receiving life and love and giving life and love. Because if you want to know what it means to be happy, to be holy, to be human, that's it. Receive life and love, give life and love. 
Receive life and love, give life and love. Today's gospel is about the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. John Paul II says the body speaks a language. The woman's body speaks a language. What's the language the woman's body speaks? Receive life and love, give life and love. Receive life and love, give life and love. Women have a particular genius and sensitivity to the formation of the human person. Think about this, guys. Every woman's body in here, your bodies are designed by Almighty God to knit life together. That's amazing. You're, you're designed to knit life together. Your body is designed by God to knit life together. And that's why the genius of the woman must be honored and reverenced and celebrated not with a false feminism. There's a false feminism in the world today that women can be deceived into thinking. What the world celebrates, we want. We need to become like the men who have this and they do this and they do that. We don't want more men. We want women to be women and men to be men. But our culture celebrates success, climbing the corporate ladder. I'm not saying women shouldn't be in the corporate world and celebrating the professional life and being a, a beautiful gift and witness out in the world. Yes, but as women, embrace that feminine genius. Bring that particular sensitivity to the formation of the person into the workplace. Here's the challenge, though. The world doesn't value certain things. The world doesn't value the person. The world values the money the person can make. So do you see the challenge? If I hold up to all the young people here, professional sports, rock star, and the world's gonna celebrate that because that's what the world celebrates. All the little kids in here wanna be professional sports people and they wanna be rock stars because the world celebrates that. So ladies, you're called, as our second reading today says, somebody give me one, give me, give me one of your liturgy guys there. So your second reading today, thank you. Your second reading today talks about martyrdom. Listen. It's talking about martyrs, it says, they stood before the throne, before the Lamb, wearing white robes, holding palm branches. These are the ones who've survived the great distress. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this they stand before God's throne, worshiping day and night in His temple. The one who sits on the throne will shelter them. My point is this. They've washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb, meaning they've lived through this time of distress where we celebrate dollar signs but God's saying we should be celebrating the human person not dollar signs the person women you give that ability to our society and culture as mothers to draw Jesus out of hearts and souls by focusing on the person not on the dollar sign so that false feminism starts to focus on the dollar sign and what you can accomplish rather than on the person and the beauty and dignity of the person. See, it's not celebrated. If I had two women up here and one 
stayed at home and worked with her children and suffered and sacrificed for her children. I had another one up here that's the CEO of a huge corporation. If, if, if you looked at their, their, according to the world standards, they would be like, wow, I want to do this because they have this, they have that, they have this. This poor woman's a slave in her home. She's this and she's that and she has all these struggles. She doesn't have the freedom. Her body's bonding her and keeping her as a slave to this. So the world's antidote is, is, well, let's just create some form of way to eliminate her feminine beauty. Let's get rid of her fertility. Let's get rid of the responsibility that her body embraces. And so there's this war against women that is ingrained in our culture, and we as men need to fight that. So that women can be the genius they're created to be, bringing Jesus into the world, in the workplace, in the marketplace. So ladies, do you know how the devil's head was crushed? Through Mary's yes. There's no Jesus without Mary. And I would argue there's no good men without holy good women. We need holy women to challenge men. By the way you dress, the way you talk, the way you live. Not buying into the world, but buying into the gospel of life and love and celebrating the feminine genius and virtue that every woman in here is created to celebrate. And if you ladies say yes to him, by the design of your bodies embracing your goodness and your beauty, you will crush the devil's head. You will crush Satan's head through motherhood. Motherhood crushed the devil's head. The blessed mother crushed the devil's head. Mary's not a wimp. Mary is strong, strong woman who crushed the devil's head. So I invite you to think about the voice of the good shepherd through the woman's body. How does God speak to us through the woman's body, the lines and curves and beauty and mystery engrafted and stamped into the woman's body? God speaks the truth through the body. Don't divorce your body from God's voice. How is God inviting our world today to hear his voice through the woman's body, through motherhood? We highlight motherhood extremely reverently today in the church. Because Mother Church calls you here to receive the body and blood of Jesus, to be nourished by his body and blood. So I'm hoping that maybe you think about a few of these things and ponder them and rediscover the reverence due to the body you've been given. And rediscover the mystery stamped into your body as a woman and the great calling and mission of your womb. Your womb is a witness. That's why there's a war in the mother's womb, because the womb is a witness of God coming to earth. What's going on in heaven right now? The bridegroom is perfectly one with his bride, the church. On earth, what's going on? There's a war. Why is marriage being attacked? Why is the womb being attacked? It's not, to, it has nothing to do with the natural world as much as it is the spiritual realities that are communicated through our bodies. The devil wants you to think this and to think that, but God's saying, you are holy, you are holy. 
You are very holy. Let me teach you what you are created for. Let me give you an understanding of why your body's made this way and that way. There's a spiritual mystery that's communicated through the physical reality of your body. It's not just, I'm designed this way because I'm a man, I'm a woman. No, it's deeper. What's the spiritual mystery your body proclaims? Every man in here proclaims the eternal bridegroom. Every man in here is meant to offer himself as Jesus did for his bride, the church. Every woman in here, like the church is, like Mary, invited to receive the eternal bridegroom, Jesus. Holy communion, where do we hear the words holy communion? At mass. Husband and wife, holy communion, the fruit of holy communion is new life. When you come up to communion, open yourself to the life of Jesus. Don't receive communion and be sterile. Don't have a sterile communion. The church is fertile. The church wants to give new life. As I shared on Easter Vigil, the Easter candles placed into the baptismal font, a sign of Jesus' delight, the eternal light impregnating the divine womb of the womb of Mother Church. And through that baptismal font in the back, every time you touch that baptismal font, you're touching the womb of the church. And you're reminding yourself, I came from the waters of baptism, Father, Son, and Spirit. I came from the womb of the church. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. So as we continue Mass, let's ask for these graces. Don't be afraid of the great mystery that our bodies proclaim, especially on this Mother's Day.